Hello, hello, everybody. My name is Sue Ellis Seller, and I'm here from Spiritual Business Spotlight today with Becca Rich, who is a holistic time management coach, correct? Yes, yes, that's me. Hi. Hi, it's so nice to meet you. And I think that what you're doing is fabulous. It's something that a lot of people kind of take for granted. So can you tell us a little bit about your work and yourself and... Yeah, of course. Um, intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I um I love starting with just my why, right? Like my story and I trace it back to like the moment I was born. My parents worked all the time. He my dad started his business when he was 15 years old. And so okay. when I was yeah, like he he's an entrepreneur. Everyone in my my family is an entrepreneur and um my mom was in the medical field. So both parents were mm-hmm. very absent and you know, time was was one of those things that they never had. And so I grew up with that mentality and uh, went to go study to become an engineer. First semester in college, I burnt out, went to the hospital, had an intestinal infection, and I realized how much of my worth was was in my achievements, my success. Like, you know, it's that that typical burnout story, but really what what has happened over the last eight years since then, was, you know, still becoming an engineer, still working in a cube, still doing all of that, but then also um, taking the time to become a yoga teacher and astrology person and Reiki healer and like all of those things to heal myself. And so through that experience now um, combining, you know, both sides of my brain, I get to help people be strategic. You know, I work with solopreneurs and small business owners and, um, to be strategic so they have time for themselves, have time for their families, have time for the things that really truly matter to us that makes make us human, human beings. And so, yeah, that's kind of my why, my story and, and how I got to be here today. Well, that I'm sorry that you had to go to that. And I understand that though. I think that that, that 50s post-war mentality was very much like you, go to school, you go to work, you get a job, if you can do um, an extra shift, if you can pick up extra hours, whatever extra things you can do, you know, and, and I myself had that pounded into my head as well. And, and then when you turn into an adult, you just kind of go along with that same cycle. But yeah, I feel like so many people and even with the pandemic has have even more hit a brick wall because we we then since we're working from home um the computer doesn't go away you know um and i think it was getting to that before actually too with you know just everybody having their phone in their bedroom um you know answering text messages and entrepreneurs oh my gosh we are you know kind of on it 24 7 or else you know, we kind of fear losing our clients. Right. Yeah. And that, that's why I love working with entrepreneurs. One, obviously, because I'm, I am one. Two, because, mm-hmm. you know, my whole family is. But really, three is because, like, our businesses are our babies. They're our passions. We care so much, um, especially in the service-based industry of, of online business, like, being of service to our clients. Like, we want to do these things. We want to work. Um, but, yeah, there, there comes you know, a point in, in our journeys in our business to um, want to make it sustainable. You know, we don't want to fall out of love with our businesses, you know, if we're just like grinding, 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 and never stopping to actually enjoy the freedom that, you know, we caused or we wanted our business to create in our lives. And so, um, yeah, and, and, you know, also adding to your point of like, it's our society. And so I, I have a huge rebellious streak inside of me. I'm like, let's rebel against all the, you know, systems and structures. Like, um, it's it's really cool to be like you are when you rest and slow down and, and change the way that you live life and, and take action and work in your business. Like you are actively um, changing our society, changing our culture. Could you imagine if like, you know, I, the statistic that I, I think of is 70% of business or 70% of Americans want to own their own business, right? Because they want time freedom. They don't want to be stuck in a cube. Um, they want flexibility. And so imagine if those 70, if 70% of America, of Americans 
ran their business and did so sustainably and not work 72 hours a week, which is the average of, of small business owners. Wow. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, as you can tell, I get like super like passionate and heated about this, but um, I want to, I want to change our society. Like I want to change the way that we work and, and live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. And I think that you, you hit on a few different things like expectations, um, really kind of strategically showing up in in our work and everything because those two things like and I especially being a spiritual entrepreneur I think a lot of people are like ooh strategy I don't have to have a strategy I don't like systems ooh that's so ucky and then once you get into it you're like oh my gosh I'm so free right yeah. And it's it's really interesting, you know. Um, we we often like crave more time, crave more freedom, but like a lot of people don't really know what they would do with that time and freedom. And so I think that um, that stops us from wanting to to create systems in our businesses and create efficiency. And and um, you know, there's a fear, and it's a totally valid fear, right? Like you have to know yourself well to know what you want to do with your free time or it's going to feel scary um so yeah there's there's so many reasons why why a lot of people like just want to continue to be busy and work all the time um and that's been my personal journey over the last year um quitting my engineering job and like being a digital nomad and working three days a week like it really has been about just figuring out what i would do with myself not working <laughs> I'm all like the opposite. I'm like, I know what I could do with myself. <laughs> like, you know, um, part of it is for me was learning to turn off. Like I have to turn off the bings. I have to turn off like, and even when my clients are like messaging me throughout the day, I'm just like, you know what? I can't like get up and take the dog out and get my kids a snack and then try and focus on what this I was writing and then let the dog back in, put the, you know, and it's just like all of these little distractions yeah. take us and away. Yeah, it, 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 that's why I love um, bringing like the yoga practice back into like time management is because um, the yoga practice is about teaching you how to be present, sit in uncomfortable poses and just breathe. And so, um, you know, all the different things that our yoga practice teaches us, like spiritually, mentally, physically, um, goes hand in hand, in, in my brain at least, with time management, you know, to manage your time properly and, and get the things that you want to get done. It's all about being in the present moment. It's all about knowing who you are and using, you know, the things that you know about yourself to manage your time better. And, um, and you know, the concept of time really technically isn't real. And so there's like this whole um, piece in, in the yoga practice of like defining like what what your practice means to you. And, and likewise with time management, defining what time means, what productivity means to you because it's different for, for each of us. So um, yeah, you gotta flow with it. You gotta, you gotta align yourself and flow. And that that's, you know, the yoga practice too. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I never thought about it that way. I never thought uh, like I, I often correlate, you know, like pushing softly and breathing through things and breathing into that like stretch of a pose, but not where it's hurting, yeah. you know, but I never thought about that as far as time, like adding time management into the into the realm of that. Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. What like when somebody reaches out to you for a coaching session or or wants to talk to you, what's usually like they come to you and they're just like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so frazzled." Or what does that look like? Yeah. Um so one of the, my favorite things to say around this is like really time management is about pruning than adding. So, you don't need to add like all these tools and techniques and hacks and apps and all these things that like we think of when we think of time management, right? It's like read that la latest book to work, you know, less or be more efficient, which is great. There, you know, there's some great tips in there, but um, it's really getting back to like the essence of who you are um, and defining like what we talked about, like figuring out what you want to do with your time, whether it's free time, free time or working time, you know, like getting really clear on, on who you are, your values, 
um, you know, some people don't know what, what they want. And so I think that, you know, whatever, whatever, um, wherever you are in your phase of business or life or whatever, like it's coming back to, to the essence of, of who you are and your values, which is, um, you know, one of the first things that I do with my clients is, is like, what are your core values today? Knowing that they can change and morph as you evolve and grow. But, um, you know, what are, what are your values that you want to live by? And then how do, how do those values relate to how you spend your time, um, how you plan, how you take action? Um, one of my favorite examples is if you value ease, right? Um, you know, living in ease, like a, a life full of ease. You, when you try and overschedule yourself and you have all of these things going on, it's not going to feel good because you value ease. Also, if you value compassion and you are beating yourself up for never getting enough done or never being productive enough, like that is not living your life in alignment with your values. And so it's really coming to terms with like where you are today, how you're living your values, how you're not living your values and what are, right, what are they first and foremost? But yeah, that's like one of my favorite um, exercises and activities when it comes to, you know, working with someone who's like frazzled and scattered and all over the place. It's like, let's breathe. Let's like, let's come back to our, our bodies, come back to like who we are and, and start from there. <laughs> and that's really interesting though, because it almost seems like people are scattered and frantic and because they can't connect with their inner peace. And, and it's almost like they're, overcomplicating things to make up for a lack of wanting to look inside themselves. Is that kind of what I'm hearing you say? Yeah, for sure. And it, you know, it goes back to just our society of like wanting to be busy and busy and busy and busy because um, getting to know who we are, getting to understand that like we are enough just as we are like today in this moment, like you are enough. And so um, coming to, to realize that has been, my journey over the last, you know, like I said, eight years of, I don't need to work harder. I don't need to work more. I don't need to get more done um, to prove that I'm worthy. And I feel like a lot of us are, it's, it's hard for us to actually notice that we put our worth in our to-do list. But like, you know, the, some examples of, of what I see with, with us entrepreneurs is like, you know, of obviously adding more and more to your to-do list is like a, a very easy one. But, you know, waking up in the middle of the night, with ideas which is amazing but at the same time like to be able to sleep is is necessary to live your life you know properly and so um that's probably one of a really common one of just like always having ideas and ideas and ideas and like feeling like you have to rush them out or that there's like a high stakes like pressuring you to get everything done you know um so and there's so many different examples of, of, of how we put our worth in, in our to-do list and in our achievements. But um, yeah, like coming back to, to, I kind of went on a tangent there, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really easy for us to just put our nose down and work. <laughs> and like, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> Well, and, and you mentioned one thing that I run into because I, I, I work with a lot of clients as well. And, and there's this like, um, oh, my gosh, I got this hit of inspiration. So therefore, I must create this whole thing, like put all of these things that I've already got halfway, three quarters of the way, 98 percent of the way done and work on this one thing that that just came to me in the middle of the night. And it's just like, wait, put that on the shelf for a second and like finish the thing, like like carry this thing through all the way to the end. Do you see the same thing coming up too? Yeah, so um, there, there's definitely like a middle ground I, I because I try and like have, um, I, I wanna si try and see both sides to it. So like I also, you know, I see a side where it's like your entrepreneurs are starters. They just have ideas. They just want to start things like all of that stuff. Um, like what you were just talking about, but then there's also like, um, a creativity that is alive within us. And so we have to like stop ourselves from always starting and never finishing 
but then we also need to nourish that creativity. And, you know, a great example, I, I just, um, I, I follow astrology. I, I don't know if, if you do, I'm sure you do, but um, mm -hmm. astrology, like my astrologer over the last like couple of weeks has been like, don't take action on your ideas, like let them simmer. And I did. And so now over the last couple of weeks, because of, of where I'm at, like in my journey, I've, I've, I'm kind of shifting. And so I just wrote a, like a eight email sequence, like spent time on it, all of these things. And because my astrologer told me not to take action because I'm going to change my mind or I'm going to shift or, you know, whatever. Um, now I'm going to rewrite it. And I find that we often do this is when we get that hit of inspiration, we don't let it simmer. We, we take action on it right away. And that often leads us to like, I don't want to say wasting time, because that's subjective, but um, sort of kind of wasting time, you know, like that that whole time that I was spending writing this email sequence, like if I just jotted it down and journaled about it and let it simmered, um, then, you know, later down the road, I would have gotten clarity and I would have shifted without spending all that time writing it. And so that's just a really simple example of like, I'm still running into like wanting to take action because I'm, I'm balancing that, like wanting to be creative and nourish that creativity and write and have fun and, and be playful. But then also like, I need to, to, we all need to like figure out what is in alignment before we, we take action, right? We need to know what, who we are and where we're going before we just like go, 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 go quick action. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that was helpful. <laughs> No, that was really good because, you know, and I've been like kind of grounded into like we're in the Capricorn thing and then we got the Leo new uh, full moon yesterday and, and just everything. And and for me, the Capricorn energy was like, you know, kind of laying foundations and really, you know, um, and and um, and I've been having so much fun within my creativity lately and just like, you know, doing little things that have been that have felt good. And I think there's a difference between doing the things that feel good and doing the things that you're just like, feel like you have a weight around your neck and you're just doing it because you're supposed to, or you have to, or, you know, for whatever reason. Mm, I was actually just talking to my therapist about this exact thing. Like she, she asked me what, what was the difference in my, she's a somatic therapist and um what is the difference in my body and so I love that you use that like analogy of like feeling like you know like I'm just doing this because I have to like you fold in on yourself um so I think that when you know that you want to do something it's like you know the opposite you like expand yeah. and you grow and and you can breathe lighter and it you know it, it happens quickly um so yeah I think that cueing into your body obviously is like one of the best things that we can do as, as humans because our bodies tend to know so much more than my mind does <laughs> oh yeah yeah totally and we can like you know kind of check in with ourselves and with our bodies and and just be like how does this feel actually yeah now I was looking at your Instagram account and it has a lot to do with like um, clearing out your calendar and, and probably like your inbox too, because right now I think, I think I have 41,000 emails in one inbox and 150,000 unread emails in another inbox. Cause you know, you just sign up for everything. Like I've been on the internet for 20 years now and I have emails you know, coming from stuff that I signed up for a long time ago. Yeah. Do you feel yeah. like those are time wasters or? Um, so, yeah, I think that there is, I'm like having two thoughts about it. So starting from like when you have a, a ton of stuff, right? It's like that scattery, like <laughs> jumpy, you know, if it doesn't feel good to you in your physical body, then, then, Yes, it's probably not in alignment with your core values, right? Always come back to your values. And so if if that's happening, then like doing some some research on on what tools you can use to like quickly shift that, change that, whatever. Um, so there's you know, there's physical tools out there to like help you just like delete everything or unsubscribe you from everything. You can Ooh. also like uh, you know, I would say just delete it all because like keeping on to it 
is really just emotional baggage, right? Um, and that's more regards to your email. It can uh, apply to your calendar as well as like if you're putting in too much into your calendar. Um, but I would say also, you know, if you're starting from a place with your calendar where you have nothing, I find that a lot of entrepreneurs just put, um, I feel like there's two sort of uh, archetypes with your calendar. You either only put your, ca- your appointments in there um, and it's like, that's it. And then you have a to-do list that you never get done and it's just post-it notes all over your desk everywhere. Or it's like um, you time block every single moment of every single day and then it's like super um, stressful and overwhelming and chaotic and and scattery as well. So, um, you know, whatever, whatever boat you're in, you can you can simplify you can come back to your your core values and and align your calendar with those pretty easily um inbox is a little different especially if you have a hundred thousand emails um (laughs) but yeah like you could totally um you know of course like like what i would say is is you know find some support or just take the time to go inwards and, and get clear on your values and then how does that connect or disconnect to what your current inbox looks like or your current calendar looks like, um, you know, I have a whole spiel on, on how to set up your calendar, you know, in alignment with your best self. And um, yeah, I love, I love doing digital calendar work, but yeah. <laughs> if, if somebody's sitting down with you doing a digital calendar thing, do they like say, okay, here's um, the amount of work. Like, I think we all, I would say a lot of us entrepreneurs want to do the 20 hour work week, the three days a week, um, deal with as many clients as we can in those three days and then have everything else clear. Yeah. Right. Right. Is it possible? That's what I do. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. I just work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Today was just like one of those days where I'm just doing this interview and then, you know, before this and after this, I'm I'm chilling out. But um, yeah, like once you, once you come to terms with like, what is a true priority? Like I said, time management is all about pruning things out of your life. So, um, and not, not necessarily pruning things that you love, right? I want to make sure that we know that it's like the things that aren't serving you that are not making you feel good. Um, and you know, once you do that, like a lot of entrepreneurs start their business. Like I started my business in my cube at lunch, you know, I would go to my car and host a a call at lunch that, that was my business for the first year. So if I worked, um, you know, five hours a week starting my business, like a lot of my clients are transitioning, you know, from nine to five cube life to full-time entrepreneurship, or they're already full-time and, you know, they're, they're continuing to work to be more sustainable. And so, um, you know, like I always say, if you can start your business with a nine to five, you can replace that entire 40 hours a week with whatever you want to, you know? And so it's, it's really about, that's why I love working with people that have nine to fives as well is because I was there. Right. And, I know that when you are super busy and you have all these things, you're really good at like getting to them all for the most part. But really it's, it's about holding that structure and then just using that 40 hours a week to do whatever you want. <laughs> wow. That would be nice. I'm all like, that would be really good. So do you feel though that it takes an up level individually of you valuing your time in a different way as well? Because I think that's a, especially for spiritual entrepreneurs who I work with. It's just like give, 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 give. Um, and then there's this like kind of disconnect and I feel it within myself too of you know um being affordable but also making it worth my time to work that much yeah does that make sense for sure I think you know there's a lot of stuff that's that goes underneath and and is you know enmeshed sort of with our beliefs around time um, like, you know, we've mentioned a couple of times now, like with society and culture, like we, um, are just constantly bombarded with messaging of, of you don't get enough done in, in your time frame and, and all of that. And so, you know, it doesn't matter what you believe alone, you're still getting all of these messages, you know, yeah. beating, you know, beating down on us, but then just, you know, as an individual, like I, um, as I have 
redefine my value with my time and with my worth and with my values like I don't have a problem pricing and obviously there's a whole like discussion around pricing when it comes to accessibility and things like that um and you know I'm not a business coach so I just want to like be clear but like I definitely have found that as I spend my time you know more in alignment with my values I'm I treat my time with more respect and more you know worth and more grace and so um yeah like you know it's it's really easy for us to not value our time you know we're taught to to value money over time when in reality like time is our life like legitimately your time is your life and so if you want to spend your time in the way that you continue to spend it like that that is your choice um and it, it doesn't change overnight. Like I, I, I said, like my journey has been over the last eight years that I've been doing this work of going inwards and healing and doing a lot of like mindset excavation, um, inner child work, like so many different things of, of understanding why I didn't like value myself. And so when you start to value yourself, you value your time a little bit more and more and more, and it grows and grows. And, um, you know, it'll be easier to say no to things. I know a very common thing is like saying yes and yes and yes to all the things and you want to do it all. And it's beautiful, but then it's also, you know, it can, it can, it's a double-edged sword there. So um, yeah, as, as you redefine your time and create boundaries that work for you, at first it's going to feel hard. It's going to feel hard to rest. It's going to feel hard to slow down and, and pick and choose what feels good. And that's why, you know, support is so helpful because someone can be like, oh, you like, this is in alignment with your values. Like, you know, do you want to do this? Like just double checking, you know, compassionately and, and um, gently just checking in with you and, and how you're doing and, and what you're saying yes and no to and spending your time on is, is really important for that awareness piece, you know? Yeah, I love that too, because we are taught to say yes and again, back to the societal conditioning, people are taught to push until they get a yes from you and and to bargain and to like, you know, but like you said, once you're doing that internal work, once you're shifting the way that you see your time and you value your time. And I think that's why I think your work is so important, because I, I think that we all have these like whatever, 12 hours a day that are really like our waking hours and that we get to choose like, okay, am I going to sit with people who, I don't know how to say it. Like, like I would prefer to hang out with my kids and my husband and take time to do yoga or to like do my own thing and keep my client work in you know like a neat little five-hour box in the day and then yeah yeah i love that one of the the questions that um i really had to ask myself and get clear on years ago was like what am i missing out on uh by working all of the time and i still have to come back and ask myself that when i'm when i'm finding myself overworked because you know it is ingrained in all of us it's a resistance it's rebellion against you know all the messaging that we know um and so yeah it's like what what are you missing from working all of the time and that is going to motivate you know the majority of people to being like oh wait i'm missing out on you know my parents missed out on me growing up like my dad literally wasn't there at my birth because he was working and so i think you know um that's a pretty dramatic example but we miss out on the subtlety of life like the whole point of being on this planet is to um be human and live and not necessarily work all of the time and so there is obviously the whole concept of a work-life balance we need to work to survive in, in the systems that we live in but um there is a way to to do both and be successful and value your humanness and and rest and, and value your time <laughs> right no and i love that too because i that's one of the things that kind of shifted 
my own perspective is sitting here. I was doing, I, you know, I'm an online reader too. So I was sitting here doing readings for clients. My little son, who was not high as my table, it's like, hey, mom, you want to play? I'm like, hang on, I'm, I'm doing this thing. You know, there's only so much time that they're young. And with my daughter too, you know, um, I lived in America at the time. You don't get any um, maternity leave. I was a single mom. So I was back to work, you know, as soon as possible. And it's just, yeah, like you said, it's just ridiculous. We're like not living these lives that we even envision for ourselves or see ourselves. Like I would have much preferred to be like hanging out with my kid and playing and doing all of this stuff, but you have to go to work and then you have to go to university so that you can get a better job. And then, you know, so you're, it's just, I'm glad that there's somebody out there more than one person out there trying to shift the, the paradigm here. Yeah. It's, it's something that, um, you know, I'm, I'm writing an essay right now um, about time liberation. So it's this concept of uh, time is, is used as a tool by capitalism, by, you know, racism, by all of these structures in our society that are harmful and oppressive. Um, they use time as a tool to oppress our humanness. And so I think that kind of just like sums it up of, of my work. Like it is, um, it is oppression, like legitimately in every sense of the word, it is oppression. And so right. I'm, I'm so sorry that, that you had to experience that um, with your daughter having to go back to work and, and you know, it's, it's really important to just always remember that in each moment, you know, when your kid comes up to you and wants to play, like um, coming from a kid that, you know, my parents did that to me, it's, it's like a wake up call of, of how I want to, you know, be to, to my spouse, my husband, to my friends, the people in my life, eventually my kids in a couple of years, or if, if that happens, but um, yeah, it's, coming back to remembering that in each moment like what is more valuable to you and society tries to tell us that it's work but I promise you it's not always work well yeah and it's not always work it's not always so much money that's one of the other things that I'm thinking about right now like really like what is my does my monthly money goal really align with what I truly need and I feel like there's like this this lean towards excessive as being minimum yeah you know I love that I love that you connected the dots to that because um I worked with an anti-oppression uh, you know li liberation business consultant and um one of the exercises to pricing your work is getting out the, you know, your monthly expenses, obviously, but then also savings, you know, spending money, whatever it is that the, the number that would actually feel enough, which is a whole, you know, internal question right. and you go inwards there. But then after that, that's how you price your hourly rate. So like all you have to do is just sustain that number and you can save money, you can invest like whatever you choose or to allocate all those 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 things that you do, but um, it goes hand in hand with with time, of course. And so, what is the bare minimum that you need to do? I've been playing a lot around, like, what is the bare minimum that you need to schedule to then get the money that you need to make to just sustain? And so, yeah, like a lot of my work and my business, like my personal work, is, is around that right now. Um, after you know redefining my worth and my time and, and going through that journey so um it's a whole thing <laughs> it's just all so intertwined well yeah and i like i said i love the fact like i really feel like the economy is shifting right now and the way that we are working and and like you said you know understanding that capitalism is trying to take all of our energy and life force in some ways and like put it towards you know, exploiting everything else. And I'm, I'm really understanding a lot more that my energy and time and, you know, like they're saying, uh, did you watch that social media? I forget what the name of the um, Netflix movie was about the social media and how they were like, yeah. um, 
and how they draw our attention back into that. But I feel like that has also this big, um, you know, kind of piece in this as well. Oh, yeah. I have strict boundaries with time on my phone, actually. Um, so I can't get on any app on my phone except for, like, obviously, like, messenger calls if I need to. But, you know, any social, like, nothing really aside from that. And it, from 8 p.m. it cuts off to 10 a.m. So I can't, li like, I literally have a password that my husband knows I don't even know. Um, and I, I just can't go on my phone. And then when it's open, um, I have 45 minutes total on, you know, I think it's like Facebook and like all the normal social media apps that I have during that window from like 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. So I'm very like I have strict rules and boundaries with social media um, on my computer. I can't scroll through Facebook. I have a news feed blocker. Um, which I think is, you know, a lot of people are starting to get more and more in tune with like what boundaries they need to have with um, social media to feel sane. You know, it literally depletes, like you said, our energy, our, our life force, like our uh, attention, our creativity, like there's so many negative side effects to it, but we have to be on it to run our businesses. Um, we don't have to, but that's my strategy right now. I love connecting with folks. So um, oh, yeah. just creating boundaries is, is how, you know, the, the path forward for me. Yeah. Yeah. And and that was the one thing like I tried to do the um, feed blocker thingy, but because, my, you know, I do also social media management. So like that interaction with people, but yeah, making it, you know, really very um, intentional and probably putting boundaries on it too. Like I can intentionally look at my feed for a half an hour and probably get everything that I need to do done. But how many times has any of us gone to look up a recipe and then we get sidetracked by this little picture of somebody here and then we're just like, oh, oh, those are cute earrings. I'm going to look those up. And then, you know, half an hour later, you're, you wake up almost from this days and you're just like, wait, dinner is not done yet. And I just like wasted half an hour. And, you know, wasted is a little, like I said earlier, that wasted is subjective. I often like think about like what is actually wasting time. Um, and that's because I have an engineering mind and all the things that I think of, but it's like, um, you learned, you connected probably, like you, you got value sometimes, most of the time, to be honest with you, um, unless you're like, I, you know, that's another thing of, of making my timeline um, educational and purposeful and intentional too. I know that's like, you know, there's specific coaches and people out there that help you make, you know, your digital space well and feel good. But um, my, my newsfeed on Instagram or Facebook, like though, like it's, it's intentional, it's purposeful. So like, I'm always learning something new on my, my feed when I'm scrolling. And so there is value. I value education. I value learning new things. And so like, I have to remember instead of beating myself up for wasting time, it, it really is like that perspective shift of like, no, but I did learn, you know, this cause that I'm, I donated to, you know, like, or I learned about this thing or that thing. And so um, there's some benefits to it as long as, you know, you create the intentionality, like you said, behind it. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's challenging. We're all navigating it together. <laughs> Oh, yeah. 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 Because this is something that really didn't even exist in people's homes until like, you know, mid 90s, really. Yeah, I can't imagine like what it would be like growing up with my parents like on social media all the time, <laughs> instead of working. Like, it's so weird to think about. <laughs> it's, it's almost the same thing, though. Like, you know, it just it just turns into a non non uh, existent parent in a way. Yeah, yeah. It's not present. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's how I grew up too. Like, I mean, and I think that our generation too was a little different in terms of, you know, a lot of latchkey kids, a lot of, um, I don't know how old you are, but like I said, I mean, when I was like, um, when my daughter was growing up, we got our first computer in the home when she was like five. So she grew up like, you know, kind of with, 
that half attention that comes with having a computer in the house. And then they've got phones now and, you know, the whole nine yards. So it's just like, wow. And I feel like it's almost like getting into a crisis point in some situations because we're just not at all. But is it really? It that I mean, we're talking about like a huge question of, of like <laughs> the meaning of our society right now. Like I, I, um, yeah, I think it's it's a potential crisis point for sure. But like I, you know, we all have most of us have a story of some rock bottom in our lives, and so I'm crossing my fingers that this is sort of rock bottom for our society um, in terms of you know the structures and systems that are in place and. Um, it's time to restructure them. It's time to reinvent. It's time to innovate. It's time to um, make massive change. And I, you know, we see it happening every day now. And um, yeah, hopefully, you know, especially with us entrepreneurs, like because we're on social media a lot, we're on our phones, we're on, you know, technology, um, especially for the people who are, you know, more conscious, they want to be sustainable. They, they, they started their business not to just make money to also be flexible and free with their time. And um, I think that, you know, I have hope and faith that, that we're creating boundaries that feel good and continuing to, you know, there's so many people on the internet now that are all talking about digital wellness and, and boundaries and things with, with their technology. So I'm crossing my fingers. I'm hopeful, even though sometimes it doesn't feel as hopeful. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Like with the, with Clubhouse even now, like I love the idea of interaction and I love the idea of like, because it just seemed like everything was kind of turning into a billboard and, you know, like zero interaction with people. But then I see this like, oh yeah, I was on Clubhouse like 18 hours yesterday and not me personally, because <laughs> just like, oh, okay, this is another thing that's going to take attention away that I don't really, I want to be much more intentional about how I'm spending my time. So, ee. <laughs> you know, I, I do, uh, of course, like the concept of, of communicating and connecting with one another, for sure. Um, Clubhouse is a problematic uh, app in itself. But no, I think that as you get clear on your values and and spend your time more in alignment with them and then you prove to your own brain that you can do it like the things that you know i i help my clients with it it doesn't like cause as much fomo anymore like a lot of people are experiencing fomo for not being on clubhouse or not doing this or that or you know whatever platform that you're missing out on in the shiny objects of the courses that you didn't buy or challenges you didn't sign up for, you know, there's that FOMO of not being able to participate. And so when you get clear on your values and your time and your priorities, like um, what has happened in, in my personal life as well as my clients is there's not so much of that shiny object, like jump from thing to thing to thing um, sort of energy in, in how you take action. Like you are, you know, focused in a way that feels good to you not in a you know a strict and rigid way but you know of course like every moment of every day choosing to spend the time that that you have on this planet in alignment with with who you are so um I'm very you know I'm very grateful and fortunate to um not have as much FOMO as I did in the past like it it's a real thing and um if you're experiencing it like I have a you know I just have a google doc of all of the things that I've wanted to participate in. And I just like post it, post a link and it's there. And then, you know, I call it my shiny object box and it helps me just like get it out, get it out of my mind, get it out of like that judgment should part of me and um, no, like tell myself I can come back to it later, which, you know, this brings me back to your email or calendar. Like when you add more and more and more, like I feel like a lot of it comes back down to like that FOMO energy um, whether it feels like FOMO or not, it's like I'm missing out on something, so I need to say yes to everything. Um, so yeah, you know, deleting all the emails in your inbox because you're not missing out on anything. <laughs> Delete more stuff in your calendar because you're not missing out on anything. Um, you know, the more and more that you come back to who you are and 
and connect with, you know, your spirit guides, higher power, universe, whatever you want to call them. Uh, it you remember your true nature and you remember that you are enough and you remember that you don't need to work harder to get to some place that is not even really technically real. So um, yeah, kind of summarizing our conversation up a little bit. No, but I love that too. And I love the fact that you're talking about focus and you're talking about make a, a little shiny object place for you to put all of these ideas and then see if they stick because sometimes they're just like, oh, this is such a fabulous idea. Like you were saying with your astrology, um, who who you follow and then it's like, wait, that wasn't the greatest idea in the whole world. So, so having that shiny object box or having that like, I got a message, I have to get it out. Okay, I'm gonna write it down and I'll see if I can come back to that or not. Like I have like seven books like that in my Google Docs and I open them from time to time. I'm like, wow, this is really great, but I just don't have the but what you're talking about, like whoosh, whoosh, get away from me, all you things. And I am focusing right now. I love that. Yeah. And it, you know, it it just makes me think of um, so this summer, my husband and I, when we left New Orleans and, you know, sold all the things that we own, we went to Idaho and lived off the grid for four months. And oh. um, it was it was uh, um, uh, like viscerally that experience of, um, you know, chopping things like your limbs off, just like getting rid of everything. I know that was so many people's experience with COVID, right? You don't need to cut like. Um, commute to work anymore if you were working, you know, outside your home. Um, you know, I was teaching yoga. I stopped teaching yoga. I um, didn't feel that FOMO of not being able to go out and party with my friends. Like I didn't go out to eat. I, um, it really over the, over 2020 really taught me like the core lesson of just um, getting to the core of how I want to spend my time, especially so when I moved off the grid and I was like, okay, like, what do I do with myself? Like, <laughs> right. But yeah, I think you're right, too, because it, it also like realigned us really like hardcore, like it was just like, okay, I can breathe. That's the first thing. Like I'm breathing. You know, my kids are here for me. My husband's here. You know, and then everything else was just like kind of bonus stuff, you know, but it really has also, you know, I love to travel and I love, you know, going to see art and this and that and the other thing. But at the same time, like I'm like very comfortable working from home, very comfortable, like with the shift, very comfortable, almost even when you think about how much we consume as well, consuming in terms of content and food and clothes and luxury and this and that and the other thing and and 2020 really had us like i mean for me it was even who i was giving my energy to you know like online friends and they were friends and everything like that but i was spending so much more time with them than i was with my own family that you really start to think like it shifted things. And for a lot of people, I, and, and I'm not saying that other people, but like there's hard things that we've had to go through with COVID as well. And I'm not discounting like the, the things that are just tragic about this as well. But there is, has been this like natural shedding of things that just don't matter. You know, it's like, um, I don't know if you've seen Fight Club before. Like, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. She's just like, whatever doesn't matter, let it slide, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that for, for people who are trying to get back into their time management, they have to get rid of that stuff. Right. Yeah. And get to know, like, like I, I, was, I mentioned earlier, like get to know what, is the stuff that you want to do, you know, like truly deeply what nourishes you, what nurtures you. And um, yeah, when we spend our time just working, 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 we don't know, we forget how to not work. And so, um, yeah, it, this year was, was really challenging for sure for 
for me, for everybody, like it was, it was definitely a wake up call. And um, yeah, like I said, you know, rock bottom and society, that was like our society sort of burnout moment. And the country's Pluto transit doesn't even happen for two more years. Like what, what are we going to do in two years? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, it's almost like it's kind of preparing us <laughs> in, in, you know, in big, I don't, you know, I don't want to say big, ugly chunks of our lives have been ripped off, but no, but I really feel like this is a point where, where we understood that we couldn't go forward in the same way, but also understanding that the way that we were going forward wasn't working for a lot of people. For the majority, honestly, like even my parents, you know, they have it in their mind that they need to work and they, they you know, I, I could get into political beliefs or whatnot, but, you know, from a personal perspective of like, I need to work, work, work to survive. And it's like, but you are surviving. You're more than surviving. You have all of these things. And society is really the one that's making you think that you don't have enough. And so, um, yeah, it comes back down to enoughness, like a lot of this, as well as um, I also like just thought of uh, I'm reading a book right now about like the physics, uh, like the physics of time. And okay. so uh, it's I'm really right. interesting. Yeah, it's called The Order What is it? The Order of Time, but he's Carlo Rovelli. He's an Italian physicist, quantum mechanics physicist. And so um, he basically is say, stating, disproving that time is actually real, kind of. And um, what's really important about it is, is um, Aristotle defined time as, as something that just measures change. And so when we think of time management, we think of control. We think of like, I need to make my schedule perfect. I need to get more and more and more and more. And um, when we think we have control over time, that's when we cause ourselves suffering. That's when we cause ourselves to struggle. And so that's why I think of yoga with time as well is because yoga is literally just changing all the time, just breathing with the change. Um, you know, any, any spiritual practice is teaching us how to be with change. And so um, it's really important to know that if you are trying to manage your time by controlling it, by constricting it, just like Elizabeth Gilbert says with creativity, it has its life of its own. Time has a life of its own. It's not going to be happy when you try and like put your talents into time. And um, you got to learn how to like work with it and flow with it and move with it. So yeah, it's, it all comes back down to like, for me, that's why I loved this, this conversation and what you do is, is time is spiritual, like in its essence, it's spirituality. It's your connection to, to life, to the universe. And when you, aren't spending your time in the way that if you feel most connected to your spirit and to the universe, it's never going to feel good at all. Like there's no chance. So there's no, tr there's no point in trying to control it. Um, you just be friends with it and have fun and flow with it. And once that happens, like it just, you don't have to work as hard and you know, all the other external things that we've talked about, but um, yeah, just come back to, to universe spirit. <laughs> I love that. Like that was the best summary ever. <laughs> like, like, yes. Yeah. Because that's the thing. We only have these moments and if we're flitting them away, doing things that don't feel good and don't feed our souls, then why are we even entrepreneurs to begin with? Or, you know, like how can we shift back into a place where, where what we do is more in alignment and and getting rid of all of that unnecessary stuff. And like you said, I mean, this year, if nothing else taught us that time, like really does some funky stuff. Like some days are like, oh, that was like five seconds. And some days are like, it's January 315, <laughs> you know, last week, for example, in America, was like last week was like, Phew. yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I know love it. time is just like I call it a morphing blob. Yeah. 
just yeah. as our businesses are like trying to figure out like when you're starting your business like trying to figure out what you do it's like a morphing blob every time you like try to grab for it it like just like disappears and morphs into something else and so yeah. um backing up trusting trust that you're spending your time on the right things and to do that you need to know what the right things are for you and um yeah yeah <laughs> So if somebody wanted to work with you, would they like set up a discovery call and then you would start, you know, kind of assessing what their values are and do stuff like that? Or how does that work? Yeah, so I have um, a quiz. You can find out what your time savvy superpower is, which I think uh, is super fun. I love my quiz that I created. Um, and, you know, that kind of obviously leads to working with me. And so I really, um, we create a roadmap of like, you know, what topics within time management, like you really feel like you need to work on, whether it's focusing, whether it's, you know, aligning your tools, your calendar, your to-do list with you, with you, your values. Like there's so many different things within time management. I have like a cute little diagram of all the different um, things that go into holistically managing your time. And uh, yeah, you can, you can uh, schedule a discovery call. It's on my website and we can create a roadmap and like see, you know, over the, the time frame, you know, it just getting aligned, getting aligned and clear and spending your time in the way that you want to. Um, and then all the shifts happen from there. <laughs> wow. Wow. And how long is, do you usually work with somebody like three months, six months, three weeks? How does that work? Yeah, so it's right now. I actually just changed it um, like a couple weeks ago. That was like one of the things that like I changed. And then I was like, you know, whatever. Um, previously, I worked for three months and I noticed that with my clients and in myself, like you, I, I took eight years to make like right. these, these changes. And so I just expanded it from um, three months to six months. Uh, so it's it's a six month minimum commitment, one call a month, and every month we focus on like a specific thing within the roadmap, um, a theme, if you will. It's like a monthly theme where we focus on just that one thing, whether um, it's mindfulness, adding more mindfulness into your day to day, whether it's working less. You know, one of my clients' goal right now is to go from like 45 hours a week to 30. And so, you know, we're going to talk about creating a schedule that allows you to do everything that you want within those those 30 hours. So yeah, like it really is customized and personal to like where you are in, in your time management journey, which the quiz will kind of help you figure out um, your superpower, like where to start. Oh, that's really, really good because I feel like that's, you know, taking each person as an individual also is really important because it's just not like a nice little bow on the box kind of thing. <laughs> no, not at all. Like I feel like with, um, entrepreneurs like we're either like you know there's four groups and I would say majority are either super planners and they plan every moment and then they stress themselves out when it doesn't go to plan because it never does and then um the other kind of group is like people who hate planning and they're super fluid and flexible and flowy and haven't found out what time management techniques actually work for them and so I find that the majority of people are in those two camps so like you know in, even so there's there's two other ones and I'm sure you know there's a lot more but um yeah, it's, it's really important to honor who you are. That's like the foundation of, of everything. Right, right. But do you feel though, like a little structure with you flow people is gonna. <laughs> so it really is, it's an interesting experiment, right? Like I, I think of time management as an experiment. You know, we're all throwing at spaghetti at the wall and trying to see what sticks and, and what feels good. And I find that um, I'm pretty flowy with, how I use digital calendars, how I use like the tools and, and techniques of time management. So like I basically take all the techniques of, of time management, like time blocking, for example, and I'm like, let's flip it on its head and just see how that feels for you. And, and just, you know, like I said, exploring, experimenting, seeing what works. And um, really for the flowy people who don't like planning, like the, the issue or pain point or, you know, biggest area for growth is that you, um, you react to the, the, the to the day, excuse me. And so, um, you uh, know, yeah. there's no strategy of like getting things done. It's just always in reaction mode, which causes our nervous systems to be upset. And you know, there's a lot of physical things that happen as well as mental. And 
you know, in our businesses. And so it's all about finding like what strategies and structure like actually feel good to you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you so much. So Becca Rich, again, from the Holistic Time Coach, I put your website details in the um, comments. And so, um, yeah, I really, really appreciate you taking the time today and chatting with me about this. I feel like it was a really great conversation. So thanks again for your time. Yeah. And Thank and you, Sue. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Everybody, this was Becca Rich from theholistictimecoach.com. And she has a fun quiz that you can check out. And if you want to get your time management aligned in alignment in a way that feels good and doesn't feel super manage me, managing and stressed out, you can um, check out Becca's quiz and even schedule a discovery call with her. So thanks again. And we will talk soon. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.